Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. Episode number three is here, and so many things happening. And I'm happy because we got some Arya action. Mm-hmm. But let me introduce us. I am Dave Klein, and joining me as always the lovely Kristen Snyder. What's up? And Simone Boys. And Bethany Gaber is here this week. Yes, we welcome a new <laughs> Jaber. Gaber, I'm Jaber, sorry. Jaber, Jaber, Jaber. Yeah. Returning from last year. So, yeah, I Bethany, know. you were here last year for all of season one. I was here for all of season one. And it was, I, in, like, in watching it, I decided if I was going to come back for season two that I had to read all of the books because I, it was it was do or die. I kept meeting Game of Thrones fans. And they were like, what? You haven't read the books. What's wrong with you? So if I accomplished anything in 2011, it's that I had read five thousand pages. Every single book, all five books. I, wow. I, I didn't do anything else, but I did. Yeah, that's not true. No work, nothing. Things. Just five thousand pages of content. So I'm. Thank you so much for for having me back. Yeah, of, no, course. of course. Glad that you're here. So, and you need to know if I have a question, I'm going to ask you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have, as always, in the booth, Ronnie Jr. King What's Ronnie. Up, Ronnie? King Hello. Ronnie Jr. What is up with so, that? Sort of in costume. Well, you tell me. So last week, <laughs> all of us decided to come in costume, and now this week, now that we're not doing it, Ronnie decided that he would be a king. <laughs> because you guys are drawing me in. I am not. I'm. You guys Can't are game of thrones. No, look at so Bethany read the books, and you guys have all you know read the books as well and watched the show. I'm the I'm the one who's on the edge. Like I'm trying to become that Game of Thrones fan. So I figure if I dress the part, Ronnie, maybe that'll work. At the moment, we already have five kings, and now you're making a sixth. Yeah. <laughs> so more of the we six even kings. more kings. We're yeah. going to be the after buzz kingdom coming down and smashing up people. Ronnie, yes. I'll be on your army though. Like I want you to be king. I think you deserve the throne. I love it. I love the way you said that. Um, while I have you guys i do want to say uh our itunes fans are really they're not even fans they're like our friends to be honest with you uh they show us so much support so we appreciate that we love all those comments we've been seeing we love the ratings on our itunes page also on the youtube page which i know Kristen often uh, shouts those people out we are doing something so great for game of thrones and there's a lot of like online media as far as game of thrones fanatics but honestly i feel like we got the best uh group right here you know between simone and Kristen, bethany and dave and then me getting to wear the crown like i'm really just happy about about that <laughs> so thank you guys tell me about uh, ronnie, this, this saga of episode number three what uh is dead may never ronnie, die ronnie please include yourself in that group too okay because you, you are man. part of that as well yeah just don't start so let's like, start off start with some sitting in like a pointy chair because then like we'll, we'll start, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll start <laughs> like, worrying about you king booth <laughs> no we you need to the develop <laughs> you need to develop so i mean next week i want to see a cape i want to see something and another addition to your we costume want some Purples and some reds. All right, I'm with it. You give me another good after show, I will be dressed up uh, one step further for sure. <laughs> so we have some big news, and you you may have already heard this news. Kind of big news. Kind of just a little news. bit. Of it. 
I mean, Bing, I actually found out from Bing, because Bing right. is for doing. And we're doing the After Buzz Game of Thrones after show. Thank you, Kristen. You're welcome. <laughs> nice, nice save there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we have discovered, thanks to Bing, that Game of Thrones obviously is being renewed for season number three. Yep. Trace. Congrats to everybody over at Game of Thrones. That's that's amazing. Especially with a show like this big a budget, mm-hmm. HBO has to have the utmost faith for this to be able to go on. So I'm excited. I mean, the writer, George R.R. R. Martin, was like, once it gets to season three, if it gets there, that is where it just is going to blow up. Oh, and, yeah. and they were talking about how they actually might have to do two seasons of the third book. Because so he's like, just, just so be patient, guys. I mean, it's not been awesome enough already. Yeah, I know. But he said he didn't think he could fit the third book into one season. I would agree with that. Not mm-hmm. that I'm going to argue with him, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's an enormous book. It's so it's you would have to put it into two seasons. I don't even know how they're getting book two into one season right now. Bethany yeah. George R. R. Martin doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about? Season three is going to be jam packed. That's for sure. There's yeah. so much going on in that book. So. And it's hopefully they get some more money. I don't want. I don't want to get like. I'm afraid to even speak because I don't want to give things away. I in, felt the in same way. Watching these these last three episodes, I'm like, whoa, aren't you dead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, George. And then I'm like, oh nope. <laughs> yeah, the writer actually said, you know, in season three, that's really when. Dan and David are going to have to start writing sort of more because they, they've they killed off characters that were in the book three. And yeah. they've, now they have new characters. And he's like, that's really where it's going to begin to stray from the books. So for those of you watching or listening, here's something you might want to do for yourself if you've never read the books. Don't find out the actors' contracts because then you will know who <laughs> dies and who doesn't die. That might be something not to look into. Right. So before we jump into the episode itself, I want to talk about the intro again. We talked about it last week, and we have another addition to the intro, which is the Kingdom of Pike. Yes. It is here. And its map is getting bigger. How big is it eventually going to get? Eventually, this is going to be a five-minute-long intro, I think. Actually, I think that the, it's not necessarily longer which e- with each additional location, as in it, they, they just concentrate on focusing on that location. So not all the locations are shown. I think that's what they were saying with the intro, where they would you know, sometimes show this. Just like the storylines, they sometimes show Daenerys, or they'll sometimes show you know a different place. You know, Kristen, I just really like the intro music, and I was kind of hoping... Hoping for myself that there'd be a longer five-minute version. So you just killed my dream. Thank you very much. There is a really awesome rock version of it online, so oh, I'll have to send it to you. Uh, like Ronnie, a rock remix. I think Ronnie Jr. can help and, us out with that. And maybe you can tweet it yes, from your Twitter account. From my us. Twitter. So let's jump into the episode. Let's do it. Which is, so the A story, what we've kind of seen throughout the season, season one was all about the Starks, and as we've mentioned before, season two now, we're seeing all Lannister. It seems to be the A story mm-hmm. all the time. So let's jump into the Lannisters. First scene, we've got Tyrion with Shay. Yes. And Shay, which is a pretty big change from the books, winds up being Sansa's um, hand, Her handmaid. handmaid this soon. I actually yeah. really like that. I think it's a really powerful combination because Shay is clearly not just a handmaiden, and I know she's got a lot of ideas. And I feel like her pairing up with Sansa might be a good thing. Or is she going to be a spy and tell Tyrion everything? Well, we did get to see a different <laughs> side of Sansa. She was she's it's almost like she's learning from Cersei how to play the game and is learning how to stand up to Shay and tell her you don't like I shouldn't have to wait on you like you're a handmaiden. So I think that was cool, and maybe that's why they decided to change this story up. It, it it's so immediate, and yeah. I actually I, I was thrilled that they did it because I I mean I like Shay, but I'm not really interested in her arc yeah. as much as I am seeing her interact with Sansa, and yes. so I'm glad that that they kind of gave it to us right off the bat. But also with Sansa, I mean she is still so completely traumatized that when she was being mean to Shay, I I it didn't bother me so much. <laughs> I was yeah. kind of like, yeah, this girl's like her dad's dead, you know. 
though she has an abusive boyfriend, she doesn't need to be telling you what to do, handmaid. <laughs> she like she's exhausted. Like, none of that yeah, stuff a big deal. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> do you want me to leave? Uh, just be- brush my hair. <laughs> just brush now. My freaking just hair. Brush my hair already. <laughs> just brush my hair. So I really like getting my hair brushed. So <laughs> she also she gets can brush the, my um, hair all day. Oh, so we'll bring Shay in for Kristen. <laughs> and, I need Shay, Ronnie. And get, I'll, get okay, so Shay can do for you the Sansip stuff, and I'll take the Tyrion duties okay. f- from Shay. So Fine. we'll we'll trade that way. <laughs> Shay, Shay wasn't even faking it very well. She was like yes. eating food. Off yeah, no, she's the like table. eating the food. Like, yeah, I've been a handmaid before. What? <laughs> she's a little brat. Like, she's acting like a total brat. Like, not even like trying to hide her her like unhappiness with being Sansa's handmaid. Yeah, so what we get in the book, what's kind of different with this is um, Cersei, and something that's really mentioned is that Cersei specifically switches her handmaiden every week, so she can't become friends with any handmaiden. And it's not that this necessarily a crucial plot point, it's just kind of something that like a change, I'm like, ah, oh, that's. I wonder why they're going with that choice, and I kind of want to see where they go with that. Right, well, does that mean that they're going to be changing Shay? Because that's that would change stuff up even more. Yeah. So I don't know. That'll be interesting to see if they're going to keep rotating out Sansa's. But going back to what we were talking about with Sansa, too, we also had the dinner scene. Yeah. With Marcella and Tommen and all of them together. So I think we also saw a little bit of... You see Sansa kind of conflicted there, too, with her kind of coming on and kind of learning the game, and she started sort of getting used to it. Yeah, I think that was that's one of the cool things about seeing this turned into a show is that since the book is written in POV chapters, we don't always get to see what goes on, you know, at other times. So it's cool to see the other other sides of things, what, what's actually going on. Can I bring up an interesting point, actually? Yes, you may. (laughs) So how about when Tyrion actually tells Shay that she's his weakness? I... I think that, you know, women in general are a weakness to a man and it takes their focus off what they're doing. So I just really liked how he said it's not, you know, she didn't take it well. And she's like, how am I supposed to take that as a compliment? But he's like, it is a compliment. Sometimes language is funny, but I definitely see it as a compliment. And yeah, you know, I think what he meant by it wasn't necessarily that it's something that it makes him soft. I think it was more of if it's something that can be discovered about him that can get him in trouble. Because if she ever gets in trouble, he'll be really upset about it. I think it's one and the same. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> They're different. Wrong, Dave. Very different. <laughs> what were you going to say? I just said what I was no, going before, to say. No, before I interrupted you. Oh, well, you didn't really interrupt me. I was just about to talk <laughs> about everything with Tyrion. Again, back to Tyrion. So... Big difference from the book again, which, but also kind of, I think they did it for the sake of transitions, so it makes some easy transitions, make it easier for the viewers and the audience. They have Tyrion talking about what he's going to do with, um, with Marcella. Yeah. And for those who didn't read the books, I kind of want to throw out there what did happen in the books for you, so why I'm talking about this and why I'm mentioning this. Um, in the books, he goes to Grandmaster, Grandmaster Picelli, never mentions anything about what he's doing with them. He then goes to, um, Littlefinger, and he tells him that he's doing something with Tommen. At least I think it was Littlefinger with Tommen. And then Varys, he tells that he's giving her up to the Vale. And with no, so, Varys was Greyjoy. Oh, Varys was Greyjoy. Okay, so Varys was with Tommen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm just I'm making then, things yeah. more and, and confusing. And then Littlefinger's the one with the has the connection with the Vale. Right? right. Yeah. Yes. So Littlefinger's yeah, Littlefinger's mm-hmm. the Vale connection. So this kind of makes I think easier for an audience to understand that the whole point of him doing that in the book and here is to find out. Who is the one who's the rat? Trust. Who's ratting? Right. This ratting is a him trust out. test. I do this with all my friends all day. <laughs> Tell them a different place to Kristen, meet up. What have you been telling me that I don't know? <laughs> You're like Adele. Did you see that 60 Minutes interview where she's like, I just leaked a bunch of different stories to my friends with different variations, and whichever one's published, I knew it was them. And you're like, you're like, what are you? Are you in Game of Thrones, Adele? Yeah. What's going on? I like Seriously. This, I like this modern day adaptation of it. Yeah. So there we go. I just like to play games. It happens today too. Um, I mean, yeah. a little bit of a different end, probably. I mean, I don't know what Adele's doing to her friends when they find when she finds out who it is. She probably chops off their beards. Yeah, she I chops off their beards. I think yeah. she's friends with Bran or Bran. 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 Yeah. I think she's friends with Bran, mm-hmm. and you know, she chops off beards. Bran and other things. 
<laughs> that yeah. I don't want to talk about. That she feeds <laughs> to her goats. <laughs> but Ron was... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. But what I love about what... what um, I, I, I always call him Tyrion. Tyrion. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. know. The, I never know. I think the, the pronunciation changes depending on the character saying it. It okay, does. They right. actually said that in an I, interview. Is, is, um, and I think we, you could go through each relationship in, in the series and go, who is having an honest conversation here? Right. And, and it's, there are so few honest conversations. I think I like picked two of them out in this episode that when they do happen, you're like, oh my God, hold on. They're being honest with each <laughs> other. That's a great point. I think that that's tends to happen point. the most in the Lannister area of things, which is why this season is so many lies and I feel like for an audience, a lot of it could be confusing if you haven't read the books because there are, like you said, so many lies going on that it, you have to really be watching and keeping up with it to be able to tell, like, is this a lie that he's saying or is it not a lie or, or what is Cersei talking about now? So, I mean, it's, it's just games in general. You have to yeah. lie to win. <laughs> or you, you die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how you get boardwalk. But he does. He does find out at the end who is right. Who is his um, middle finger and varies are 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 going to are going to help him out. And Wouldn't Bronn be wearing a gold uniform now that he's Lord Commander of the well, Gold Cloaks? I don't think he was named Lord Commander of the Gold Cloaks yet. I think oh. this is kind of what is transitioning in him to become that, and that oh, okay. was kind of what. He was promised. But something I want to point out, too, with that scene with the goats, other than <laughs> the penises being eaten and fed to them, is that I think it actually, if there's something in the books, it's a big deal, and they don't really gloss over it too much on the show, that everybody in King's Landing is starving, and they're not getting enough food. Yeah. So I think this is a really minor way for them to throw that out there, that we don't have any goats. And it's a really minor point in this, but it's something that, you would notice, like, well, why don't they have any goats? So I think it was kind of the show's way of having at least something out there to show that they don't have very much food, and they really are starving. And I am so sad that we didn't get the scene with Joffrey shooting his crossbow at rabbits and missing every single one and sucking at using a crossbow. Well, we've seen in the pre- in the previews, though, that he's going to be using the crossbow very soon, so maybe we'll get some <laughs> Not in really that. on a rabbit, though. <laughs> I just... I, I, I long for Joffrey and Robin Aaron to, like fight it out to the death. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then, <laughs> and then and then they both kill each other. That's what I long for. Yeah. Those characters drive me nuts. Over the moon door. <laughs> um, so what we also found out in this was that Grandmaster Pycelle was the one with John Aaron. Poisoned him. Poisoned him. Because um, the maesters are the ones who know poisons. They know healing. At least that's what they implied in this. Do you Is that think? Not? No, Pycelle that's... says he didn't poison him, oh. and because that's what it seemed like it implied to me, or yeah, maybe that's I what is implied. Yeah. But there, we'll have to move along in the storyline. Maybe line I'm to just going with the show poisoned. right now. Yeah. Stop doing <laughs> things for the show right now. That's what they they did say. But that's... do you guys think that Tyrion? took Pycelle's little concoction for his health problem of not being able to go to the bathroom. Oh, I, I, I think he's he's fine. I don't think he... I, I, I think he can totally go <laughs> to the bathroom. This is actually yeah. something... But do you think that's, like, some poison? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Some deathly poison there, there, there could that be was something there? there. I think it was just, uh, well, hey, come on over well, and help me Well, this is another out. curious thing, is that in the books, when Grandmaster Pycelle leaves to go send the raven, which is initially what he did, he steals something, some medicine, and it's not noted what medicine he stole in the mm-hmm. book. And in this, instead, he's just given a medicine by Pycelle. So I don't know why they decided... Well, I guess they want Tyrion to look a little bit better, yeah. I think. I think they want him to look like a better guy in the show. Yeah, I that think he so. he resort to stealing? Oh, I on. think they probably were scared that some viewers like would be maybe a little scared off by Ned Stark's you know, execution in the first season because he's really the only honorable character that we've seen. And then... I think maybe that that choice was sort of to make Tyrion step up and appear a little more honorable. Yeah, give him... Some... I feel like he is honorable. No, totally. No, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I just think I, that no, was I, maybe an added no, I thing. Do think to... he's, I do think he's honorable, but I think showing him stealing something would make I agree with viewers you. be like... Oh, his image yeah, a little like, bit. Because yeah. as well much done. as he's doing it for good purposes and we mm-hmm. like what he's doing, you're just like, but he's stealing something. I don't know if I can get <laughs> yeah, behind so that. Yeah. So why do you think that they have the lead character of the show always being an honorable person? 
so people can relate to them? Does that mean like people are supposed to be honorable and that's who they can relate well, to? Well, we didn't see that. Kristen, you and I did luck together, and that was not the case when we did luck at all. Sort of. Well, I don't know that there is... I don't know. It's hard to pick a lead character in this show. It's such an ensemble cast. I mean, obviously, there are people who we do see a lot more than others. And well, whether... I mean, Ned was honorable, but look how it turned out for Ned. So I don't know that George R. R. Martin likes to... I don't know, encourage honor. Okay, well, riddle me this. Maybe you're thinking <laughs> of him true. as the main character because right. you like him that much. You want to think of him as the main character, just like Ned Stark. I just feel like he's in charge, and Ned was last year. Is that I, I agree with you. Basically, George R. R. Martin is yeah. playing mind games with us right now. Speaking <laughs> of just... riddles, Varys gives Tyrion a riddle, which is who has power in a situation, and he oh, finally well. reveals that power is where people believe it is. That's where power resides, is where people believe it is. This was actually a riddle given much earlier in the story, mm-hmm. in the actual story, but they finally give it out here, which I'm glad. I like that riddle. I thought that was a really good... It's one of my favorite quotes out of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad they finally pulled it out there. It's a trick. It's a shadow in the wall. Yeah, and I like the... Um, a small man can cast a very large shadow, mm-hmm. as we're seeing with Tyrion. So I didn't really think that Varys was very trustworthy. And so I was expecting it to possibly be him, but he's so good with secrets. They have such a cute little relationship, Tyrion and Varys. They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, drinking wine, like we run things here in King's but Landing. last episode, Varys was like threatening him with the Shay thing. So I guess now they're best friends. You just never know with him. Yeah. You just never, ever know. One of the things I found interesting in the directing style in this episode compared to last season is that they're, they're I mean, of course they're having private conversations, but in this season they're having openly private conversations. Like they're just talking across the table. We're la- we're in the first book, in, in the first season. Right. Like, so, okay, we're in this little corner and we're hiding behind the window. And I'm just like, oh, That's a great oh point. okay. So, <laughs> Everybody's just openly kind of coercing and 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 getting together. There's no. It's because Tyrion has his own little room now that he can use. I yeah. guess you know. I think he's feeling a little more confident this time around too, and feeling like he he can he's he's playing these games and he's winning them. These small little these small little victories. So I think he's feeling a false you know, sense of confidence. You know, with the Varys and Tyrion thing too, um, something with their whole relationship in the book that's great and that they haven't really brought at least like a quote that I like a lot that maybe they'll bring into a future episode. It's just them talking about how sometimes I feel like you're my best friend and yeah. my worst enemy and I can't tell which it is. And that's Tyrion talking to Varys in the book and then Varys says, how curious, I feel the same way about you. And his... <laughs> snaky spidery no, no way no tonal that was a, that yeah. was a good impression because he you. does he doesn't have any tone to He's his like voice. how curious i feel the same way they're yeah. well matched they're a good <laughs> pair because they're they're on par with each other they're both masters of secrets in a way well yeah. no, well i guess Tyrion's just very wise smart yeah he's tricky he's a trickster so let's move or did you want to say something well i was just gonna say then the conversation with baelish and Tyrion saying he's gonna use him to get jamie back so the love between catelyn and peter baelish he's gonna use that in order to get his free his brother it's also land and money too that's mm-hmm. a lot in it because what he offers him is also the heron hall i think and i don't know if they mm-hmm. mentioned that did they say that mention that in the show yes okay, you yeah. did he said you you, uh, you gave notes. it to yenna slant uh, slint and that didn't last very long and he said well i can't really use right Yenos, but 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 he's like but, i can use you and yeah. he's like but it's haunted yeah but Pe- so peter baelish is <laughs> that would scare me enough <laughs> that would scare me i stayed in london Probably in a haunted, haunted castle whores. to scare the crap out of me <laughs> you stayed in a haunted castle in london. yeah like a lot of them are haunted so you go to castle and they're like by the way this room's haunted in this room and i'm like why are we staying here <laughs> oh my god i don't want to sleep here <laughs> I, I, I don't like ghosts okay not to interject with something too personal but i'm going on my honeymoon and we're going Ooh. castle hunting no way yeah, i think that's yeah. like partially you need Thank to go you. to northern ireland okay Go cool. to Northern Ireland. We'll do that. Take a camera with you, and then we can have an exclusive. All right. Yeah. All right. Find the location. But, but I think it's like partially like my Game of Thrones, in fact. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium 
users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify, or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. Infatuation and my geekishness, and also with with like a dash of like tutors infatuation, which I guess would be a segue to to the uh, Terrells the, and yeah, Renly. because mm-hmm. Natalie Dormer, Dormer, who is. I would like to say one of the greatest actresses on the face of the planet is playing Marjorie Tyrell. What's up? <laughs> I love her as Marjorie Tyrell. She's doing amazing. Oh, she's like, just, just totally. My mind. She's so accommodating. Yeah. She's very accommodating. She's a very patient, <laughs> understanding lover and wife. I mean, uh, can't most girlfriends be like that? You want another person involved? Whatever, I'm cool with it. Okay, whatever, it's cool. She just wants to be pregnant. I don't get that. Hey, she's having an honest conversation. So we had a big talk last week about the sexual scenes being added in almost to an excessive point. It seems like that's not going to let up. How do we all feel about that? Yeah, and especially with this, because this is very much a relationship, specifically Renly with Loris, that is hinted at in the books. It's not actually really shown. We see a lot of it. Of course. A whole lot of it. HBO would take it there. I actually (laughs) feel like they let up. I mean, last week, it was just nonstop porn. Yeah. Yeah, And I feel like this episode is much... I can't even remember very many well, sex scenes. I, was ha- I don't even think there was like one. <laughs> I was happier with the content of who was nude in this episode. Marjorie? The boys? Marjorie. Yeah. Mar- yeah, the boys. Marjorie, come on. <laughs> hey, we don't discriminate here. It's okay, Dave. <laughs> Dave. And the boys for you it guys. It'll get better. <laughs> get oh, thank you. oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Suddenly I want a medieval wedding. Can we just stop this? Yeah, that would be great. That would be pretty fun. Well, we're going to see one. (laughs) We're going to see a couple of medieval weddings soon, hopefully on the show. Um, But yeah, I mean, personally, I obviously, yeah, Renly and Loris's sex scene wasn't in the books explicitly. But I think it adds a little bit of gravitas to Renly and Marjorie's relationship. And we saw sort of in the trailers leading up to the season that they were hinting at a love triangle between Renly, Marjorie, and um, Loris. So now we're actually seeing, okay, Marjorie is open to that. But um, I, I just really loved her in that scene and, and how she was able to play off that crazy yeah. relationship with Renly and Loris. We also get a whole lot of jealousy coming from our flower nights. Um, So from Loris about a new Night's Guard coming into play. Brienne! I'm so happy to see her. And what a giant of a lady. I want to know how they did that. No, she's actually that tall. Really? She's like 6'2 or 6'3. super human. I have no idea. Tall people do exist. Tall people exist. I'm 6 feet. I'm 6 feet. I don't even believe that. There is the NBA and WNBA. We see a lot of tall people. But they aided that with some camera angles. and They were walking up a hill. I saw that. Exactly. She was at the top mm-hmm. when Catelyn was beneath her. Mm-hmm. She was higher. So it okay. added to her We got some Lord Absolutely. of the Rings tricks, making some hobbits here. I don't think so, guys. I really don't think it's camera tricks. Because when they were, when she was walking behind Renly mm-hmm. and Cat, she was like on, they were in front of her, which would have made them bigger. And she was still bigger. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying in that shot specifically, it enhanced it. Yeah. It, it, I think when you're when you're establishing a, a character that is supposed to be really large, maybe in like the first two scenes, you make them seem a little bigger than life. And then you just, then it's like implanted somehow. Right. Yeah. Subconsciously in our mind. And so they can just shoot her normally from now on. Maybe. Right. Maybe, I, maybe I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah. I was kind of watching for it because we were all talking about it while we were watching. And I was kind of like watching for it then. And every time she looked pretty giant. And also because... Because probably because of the armor, pretty girthy too. Yeah, so pretty big she was girl, pretty wide and tall, big boned. I'll say. I'm scared. <laughs> she shops at big and tall. I remember go. seeing the casting breakdown for her about this time last year when they were casting that role, and it's. Why didn't you apply? I mean, <laughs> all six five foot four, two, right? <laughs> camera yeah. angles. They got camera angles. Camera angles. Come on. Fun. Damn it. <laughs> I actually had my doubts just because I've seen like some pretty like some pic- pretty pictures of Gwendolyn Christie. Like she actually looks really pretty. She's beautiful. Yeah. She's stunning. And I always imagined Brienne to be sort of this like buck tooth, like busted, right? like girl. So <laughs> when I saw Gwendolyn Christie, I was like, uh, she kind of just looks like a model or something. But I was really 
really happy. And then your dreams came true. <laughs> yes. Dreams do come true, they do. Simone. They do. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased now. No, I agree. There's something satisfying when the character in that you've imagined no, matches I, up on the screen. I yeah. totally agree. I'm so, not... I, I give them. I, I don't. We don't have a rating s- system here, but I, I I give them like two crowns. Yeah, <laughs> lemon cakes. Yeah, some lemon, Diamond, yeah. Diamond, lemon cakes. diamond tennis bracelets on the casting. A Joffrey head. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, so we see that Catelyn's there to sort of make sure they're on the same page with Rob, and they just kind of like tease her at first, and they're like, Rob should be here, not hiding behind his mother's skirts or whatever, and she's like, my son's actually fighting a war, and you're just playing at one, which we can clearly see that they're just playing as they're fighting each other. It's pretty much all a joke. Yeah. Who even knows what they're fighting and, for or what they think they're fighting for? And something we get in the books, too, is we get a lot of the... Um, Cersei and Tyrion have a lot of fighting over... Renly and his march, and we get a lot of um, Tyrion being like, "Well, they're stopping and feasting at every single castle. It's gonna—they should have been here probably a month ago, <laughs> but they're taking a long time. I think we got some time to prepare for Renly. I'm not worried about him. So we see that visually now. They're just having fun, jousting, whatever. Let's have a blast." And Bethany brought up something so interesting when we were watching the show. You were like, is that the same actor that played Renly the first season? I was season? shocked. Because yeah. he's so different now. Completely shocked. I, I had no idea. Beards I, do that, ladies. I feel like he goes back, though. <laughs> whenever he's in the bedroom, he reminds me of first season. Yeah. Whenever he's out of the bedroom, he's uh-huh. this, like, big figure, like, like powerful figure, almost. And, or at least when he's with Loris, he seems powerful and then when he's with marjorie he's like Meh. he's like girls, scared girls. yeah exactly yeah he was also he's definitely more attacking in bed with loris than we saw in the first season too yeah where loris kind of cut him with the razor blade and this time he was kind of trying to take charge in bed yeah so even in bed he was i pay attention to these things ladies okay oh. whoa <laughs> you were gonna say something about the oh no no I, I i was i just there's something in the book i did imagine him to be like a, I, for some reason I pictured like these crystal blue eyes that were just so and because they say how Brienne is just so in love with him and how oh, yeah. and how Marjorie's in love with him and he's he's so handsome I was just I don't know I, I didn't get a whole lot of handsome you know what they today. also said that Cersei was the most beautiful girl in the land ever and I don't get that either so. I think really? she is beautiful I think she's gorgeous I think, yeah. I think Lena Heat is like so gorgeous yeah. and you know that that's like a really heavy wig she actually has she's this like really short black short. hair Black yeah. hair. I saw her at Comic Con. Right? I was like, I, I, yeah, it. I saw her at Comic Con too, but I just saw her on the video. I wasn't actually there. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I that was cool. So there. But, <laughs> but I was like, escape. I was like, yeah, the cast is here. Wait, who's the girl with the black hair? Well, yeah, she looks they radically have to have, like, different. A sign. Well, what about Daenerys, Daenerys too? Daenerys looks completely different. Yeah. yeah. I've watched interviews with her, and it's weird because people are like, oh my god, she looks so different, put back on the wig, and I'm just like, oh, "Oh, I would hate to hear that if I was her. And people actually asked her uh, at Comic-Con, you know, do do you get recognized? Because this is like your first role. Like, she came right out of acting school. Bless her heart. Exactly. (laughs) And so she has this dark brown hair, and she's like, you know, nobody really ever recognizes me because of the hair. But I did get free yogurt once. She got some frozen yogurt because some one girl, oh. one girl recognized her. <laughs> so Wait, but where was it at? Was that Froyo? Was it at? Uh, there are so many frozen yogurt places. We need details, gets Kristen. Free yogurt everywhere. Lena Headey says that she gets called a bee whenever she gets recognized. People are like, "You're such a wench!" Like they'll call her like really mean oh. names. Ah. Oh, no. Yeah, I think she probably has those like piercing eyes and probably gets a little get gets recognized more often. And that's hard. Like if you're not a likable character, people like go like stop sleeping with your own kin, throw things at her. Yeah. (laughs) So how how much this show does have a lot of sex on it? Is is what we're finding out? Um, it's necessary, well, because, the, Ronnie. It's how you get to the throne. Are you ready? Of, is that the way to get to the throne? No, because uh, <laughs> this weekend Saturday Night Live did their skit on Game of Thrones, and it had to do with all the sex that they have on that I show. I didn't see it. They do. Oh, they do I'll have, have to share that with you guys I'll later on to, in, the, in the after show. No, please do. No, sometimes when I'm because uh, I'll watch it in the computer with the extras. I, I love like I love the special features. Yeah. And my husband will come in and he'll be like, he's English, so he'll be like, "What are you watching? <laughs> really?" And then I'll come back, and another scene will be on. I'm like, I it's it's 
It's Game of Thrones. It's kind of like a period piece, but with magical fantasies. <laughs> well, the ah, books. They didn't sound right, but. <laughs> I, There's I magic like in my fantasies. fantasies. <laughs> there is a lot of my magical fantasies have been being fulfilled in the, the sex scenes in the show. <laughs> to answer your question, Ronnie, there is a lot of sex in the books, a lot of incest too, but HBO is known for adding graphic content or be, it's, it's a graphic <laughs> network. Um, er, Explicit. Um, so we've seen them add more sex scenes that weren't in the book. So that's what we're pointing out. Like basically. sometimes it's necessary and sometimes it's not. Yeah. So it's just like. So well, even just even just for the show to be so pop culture driven, or I mean, everyone's talking about this show because yeah, like Spartacus had a lot of sex in it as well, and there's Shameless had a lot of, but this is like the show that SNL spoofed this weekend. So I just thought of you guys and instantly. No, I, I think Spartacus has more nudity. Honestly, that's what I was going to say, but Game of Th- that just goes to say Game of Thrones is a bigger show, maybe. I don't know. I, I would be curious to see if this show was airing, say, like on, on the BBC, if it would have as much sex. Because, you know, European networks Because are, of your are husband, that's why no, you bring that no, up. Just, I mean, even in France, but European networks do have sex on their channels. It's kind of a normal thing. Right. They do have and, the naked news. But I, I, I don't know if I'm they just would... Just throwing that out I'm there. Just, yeah. <laughs> is, is that Russia or something? No, that's England. Is that England? Yeah. Really? Oh, my goodness. Um, but I, I don't know if they would go as far. I feel like HBO sometimes just pushes the envelope a little bit further, maybe? Yeah. Sometimes I don't... I really don't think it's necessary. It just kind of takes away from it i'm like come on keep I'm, it private i'm like come on keep showing me more uh, no nah, i don't need it but since we were talking about catelyn stark and the starks let's go on and talk about bran and i was so happy that for the first time in the show at least that i noticed hodor said hodor <laughs> yes that was the first time he said it yes. i mean we've seen him before but he said it and that's what's up i feel like he said it once during the first season hodor but me <laughs> that was hodor? me disagreeing <laughs> but hodor but maybe I'm not. I'm just going to say it now. Can we just do an entire if show and Hodor speak? Yeah, Let's right. do an entire 45-minute show. Hodor is only Hodor. I think our Hodor. ratings will go way up. <laughs> I think so, too. Yes. Um, but, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, Mike. I thought I remember him saying it, like, once. When he, like, walks into Bran... I, I think I remember. When he walks into Bran's room, he's like, Hodor? Hodor? Hmm. In the first season. Maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe right. I just remember him being naked in the first season. Yeah. And it being out of nowhere, because you're like, why is he just there? It was a really random scene in the first you season. You only remember people in the nude? Uh, the, my best picture. I take a picture every my head every time I see someone naked. It's there forever. That was actually a prosthetic penis, and he said that he had to, like, he literally had to get, pu- like, fake pubes out of his, like, this is graphic, but fake hairs out of his hairs for, like, weeks after that. He, like, it was just sticking to his uh. area. So that that's what using a prosthetic penis is like. Now I know. Yeah. Now we knew. How? Or did I not know before? <laughs> hopefully we never have to do Ask that. Yeah. That. Hopefully not. Ask yourself that. Uh, I hopefully really we never have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen in my magical fantasies. <laughs> um, I was really happy about like Maester Lewin saying how like to. Um, Bran held kind of the children of the woods and the dragons and the magic. It's all gone. And really, we're all sitting here being like, actually, it's just beginning. It's yeah. coming. We know there's dragons. We know there's children in, in, the, in the winter. And they're coming, children in the forest. And, and he's so self-assured. Yeah. He's, he's, he's absolute. There's, he's not covering it or hiding it. He's like, no, this stuff maybe happened long ago, but it's, it's gone. Yeah, he's like... Well, he's an old man now, so he feels like he's lived his life and never seen it. He's like, everyone's wishing that magic will lift them out of their dull existence, their dull life, and give them a new one. It's kind of like, he's just so down on life. I think things are going to get real exciting for him. And it's interesting (laughs) that the Starks, their motto is winter is coming, but they're still, like, Ned Stark in the first season was completely un... He was not wanting to listen to any um, rumors of White Walkers being back. Um, So it's just funny that their, like, motto is winter is coming, but yet they don't want to like pretend to even play into those it's because they bring the myths. winter yeah um but what i did like that oh sorry did you want to no go ahead what i did like that Ma- maester lewin said um i just think this is good just in terms of like fortune tellers and things like that where he tells bran well you had one dream that came true what about all the other dreams that never came true just because you had one that came true 
And I mean, we we know that the wolf thing is going to be a bigger, the dire wolf's dreams are going to be a big deal. But I mean, just in general, though, I think that's good advice because like yeah, people totally will take is. one sign and be like, it happened once. And then you have to say like, well, what about all the times it didn't happen? Yeah, I thought that was very clever, too. Um, Mira and Jojen Reed are two huge characters in the books, and they haven't been cast. They're not going to be in this season, um, and we ha- they haven't been cast at all yet. So a lot of fans are wondering, like, because they're pretty big characters. Oh, my God. They're I know hu- exactly who I want to play them. Yeah? Yes. Tell so us. sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no, I just, Mira, and I just know I want... Because um, if this comes true. I want Luna Lovegood. <laughs> oh, yeah. From Harry Potter, right? <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't she be fabulous? Yeah, that, that could work. I just want them to be cast. I just want them in the story in general. I mean, I just want to see some frogs being eaten, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> some swamp times. Yeah, that's, that's weird that they haven't. It's not at all in there. It looks like Ma- Maester Lewin is sort of like could be stepping into the role, into the into that role. And mm-hmm. perhaps um, with the accompaniment of Osha, the wildling. Uh, perhaps could be taking their place at least temporarily, but I'm still hoping and holding out that Mira and I guess Jojen at the will. end of the day, and this is from talking with my family, because we were talking about it because I was back home in Chicago this week. Um, they were talking about the show because I've been doing it, and they all watch the show too. And they're like, I'm glad you're doing this because there's so many characters. The show is so confusing, so I'm glad you can help mm-hmm. explain it. So, I mean, I guess for the sake of viewers who haven't read the books, there's so many characters that maybe they're just like, we just can't keep throwing new characters at an audience and maybe that's why yeah that, that although definitely you know be. if you're a fan of the book you're obvi- you're gonna be like i want every character that i like yeah so it, it comes a hard struggle for who are you gonna keep it's a hard medium to to sort of ride i guess or yeah middle ground um do you want to jump into the Greyjoys? yes oh my gosh there's so your, much to cover your two favorite you guys love the uh, let's I can't stand Theon Greyjoy. I, I hate him. I can't stand him. I hate him. He's he's awful. He's he's just and right now, you know, I do appreciate that like that he's a little bit torn because in the books I don't feel like he's torn at all. Yes, I feel like I in totally the book agree. he decides immediately when he gets back to Pike what he's doing and what his plan is about taking over the North. Yes, I was so happy to see them <laughs> sort of like make him a little more hu- like humanize him just a little bit because you, you I feel like he's rooting for the Starks just uh, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we saw with the warning letter. I mean, mm-hmm. he ended up burning it, but and- he was definitely thinking about it it's still with him i mean that, i feel like that's definitely a nice scene to have in there at least for uh, to give him some more human i think yeah. i think it almost makes him more human because he was living with these people for 10 years right and he and was just like he wasn't treated like a dog like no. he lived well like and rob is like his best friend and it's just like you, you got to make him at least somewhat human so he's you see that he at least that letter gives him that bit of a torn aspect where he's it makes you think like at least he was thinking about it. Mm. How thick is blood right really? He's, it's about to get bad. God, I mean, with <laughs> Balin as a father, bad. how thick do you want it to be? Uh. <laughs> I hate Theon, but I did. I, th- I thought it was a really great scene with Balin and um, oh my Yara. Gosh, Yara's Yara is the name. Yes. Yeah, of, the, of Asha's. Yeah, Yara now. Yara. I thought that was a really great scene and actually made me kind of feel bad for Theon a little bit because he just was like a little kicked puppy, like trying to come home and like not getting any love from his real family. So I started to feel a little bad for him, but don't. You know what? I think I was thinking about why they changed her name. And I think it's because Osha is so similar to Asha that that's why they decided to do it. We brought that up last week. Okay. Is that whatever? I just watched our podcast again. This is all new info. I was curious. I was like, huh? Yeah. I know we brought up you brought up last week that was a changed name and I was just thinking like we I will guess, not give you credit for that day. Well, that that just means <laughs> that they made a good decision so that they aren't. Mixing I, I it found up. it interesting with Pike last week. There were so many extensive like exteriors and they had that beautifully carved oh, table and the the room and the what is it octopus thing. And this week it was very tight. Like, I, I didn't feel like it was as extravagant. It wasn't... Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, as but... As far I, as the, mm-hmm. the shots? I think it was, last week that was necessary to introduce. Yeah, I agree. And I think the tighter shots were to focus more on the characters You're like, okay, week. we've established you. Let's stop spending money. <laughs> now that we've already established you. I really <laughs> like that you know how pretty this room looks with all the seaweed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because last time we got to see the giant uh, kraken. Yeah. yeah. And this week we didn't get it that as much, so... Mm-hmm. No castles. 
I really like when Theon says, why didn't you tell me like it was you? And she's like, I wanted to see who you really were. Grabbing her boobs on the horse. That's who he really is. And now she knows. With a smirk. And that really is... That's, that's you get to know is. someone. Well, we've we probably should get to uh, Jon Snow in the North, and also we got to talk about Arya. Yeah, let's too. jump to Jon Snow because I, I want to talk about Arya a bunch because it was so different. Yes. So let's talk about Jon Snow. Okay, I just wanted to throw out there. I really liked the baptism, how he was born again. Otheon. <laughs> yeah, with the salt and the stone and the steel, born again with his family as like an iron, an ironborn. I liked that. Yeah, because we're going to see a, a very different Theon coming so, up. I just thought that was important to mention. I just want him to ride mm-hmm. out on the sea, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> John okay, Snow. Night's Watch. Jon Snow. Okay. Pretty Jon Snow. Get some Craster. He's pretty back. angry. Oh, yeah. Kicks him out. I think it's really, in, and maybe I'm digressing here, but last episode they didn't have, um, what's the thing called with the blue eyes? The White Walkers? Yeah, oh, the yeah. White Walkers kill the baby. They just had to take the baby because they, they couldn't have two baby deaths. Yeah, probably. In a row. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're That's like, a great ah, point. we killed well, the baby the first if... episode. We can't kill it the right. second. <laughs> just walk away with it. Just go into well, the Well, we didn't see it get walked away. <laughs> and it might be implied that it was killed, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,. Simone had a great point last week where you hear it, and that's how you get yeah. it. You get to hear the White the Walker. The crackling noise. I never, I never noticed it, but it's kind of cool. Um, I love that we get to see more of Samwell Tarly and Gilly's relationship because we don't get to see a lot. Of, I mean, we do get to see them in the books, but not for a little while. So I like how they're sort of laying the groundwork of their story, and um, we're getting to see them interact, which I think is really fun. I love Samwell. He's such a... He's such a, a nice kind guy. soul. He's a, good, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's just a coward. <laughs> yeah. But a good guy. A craven. And then we also get G.R. Mormont explaining that... He already knew. Yeah, he already knew. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if he knew that was the White Walkers, but he already knew that something was going on. And that, you know what? Craster lets us hang out up here, so just keep it on the down low. Yeah. So. It's heartbreaking for a man who has such strong morals. Right. And and I imagine Jon Snow really looks up to him. And and he's like, no, you, you don't leave your family. You, you don't, go, don't go to your brother. However, if we go up here into the woods and somebody's killing babies, then that's fine. <laughs> and you're like, wait, wait, wait a second. Let's just get these these morals straight. That's yeah. okay. I yeah. think it just the wall shows... has different morals. <laughs> <laughs> Our the, ethics. The wildlings are the terrible ones. The, it's the wildlings are terrible, not him. Whatever. <laughs> So I really, my favorite story is the bastard hunt. And oh, this Arya, is, yeah. So this is something different, too, because that's not even what happened in the so books at different. all. Should had... we talk about what actually happens first? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, well, I'm going to talk about it because this was the scene that I was the most excited for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, you even said it before. Yeah, I said it before I told you guys. I was like, I'm so excited for Arya. I was pounding my little, table. Yeah. I was being a little kid about it and kicking Aww. my legs. Um... On my high chair. <laughs> but I was so excited because I wanted to see the tower. that They were supposed to be on a tower where it's they were going to fight yeah. off with the siege. And Arya and Gendry were supposed to fight with them and actually fight people off and cut people's hands off as they were storming a tower with a ladder. And then it was also just a scene with the Lannisters just being dicks. Because it had nothing to do with the bastard hunt in this. It was just the Lannisters happen to run into them while they're in this town mm-hmm. and say, Hey, open up the door for us. And Yoren's like... No, we're a part of the Night's Watch. You can see our black. We have nothing to do with the war. And they're like, well, if you're not going to open up the door, we're going to kill you. And it has nothing to do with anything. It's just the Lannister group being dicks. And we also have the mountain was supposed to be the way that they get caught. And that doesn't happen. So totally, totally different here. Yeah, it was so much more elaborate in the books. But I think, honestly, this is a humbling experience as a fan of the books. I'm having to part with some of the stuff that I really enjoyed. And I'm learning that that's going to happen a lot more. It's only going to continue to happen because these small changes are laying the you mm-hmm. know the groundwork for those small changes becoming bigger changes so it's just gonna like start to like snowball and i need to get you know used i to think it. i was okay with a lot of it except for that that tower storm scene just sounded so cool in the book i just wanted to see people propping up ladders on a castle and hands being hacked off and i get it it costs money but it's still just like and Budget also restriction and then there's yeah. supposed to be the fire that they had to dig their way out of and then the way they find Yorin dead was, and this is what I was wondering, they were supposed to find Yorin dead by his decapitated head yeah. that had been like crushed in, and the only way that they recognized it was by his beard hair. And I was just like, I was like, 
how are they going to show that? That's going to be so graphic. I can't wait. Yeah. And you should have known budget restrictions. <laughs> yeah, budget restrictions. I mean, in. we haven't even seen any war yet. And I, I don't know. That's a lot of fans are saying, I want to see battles. I want to be they, in I mean, it. But what can you do? I, I, there's so many bad. I mean, there's it's, so, there's, you know, the mm-hmm coming up. <laughs> yeah, there's so <laughs> I many. give it away. But there's war but, going on right now, and we're not really in it. But they need mm-hmm. to save the money <laughs> for the big war. For the for the. The big battle. For the you know what, and I'm ready for it. You know what? I, I do feel like they threw in something for the people who read the book, though, which is Lamy. We had Lamy yelling out, <laughs> "I yield," which in the books was a huge argument about them wanting to yield yeah. or should you not yield, and they at least threw that in for I the people was... who read the books. Like, I yield. Yeah. And so if you read the books, you get that joke of like, it, what happens with mm-hmm. that? I think it was Hot Pie because Lamy is the one who. It's they end up killing. Yeah, Hot Pie yells out. They both yelled in the book. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, so, book, yeah. But Lamy was the one who was really fighting for it. Yeah, so. I yield, I yield. I love. Wait, is that he whole the one idea. that picks up the bull's helmet? Lamy. Um, never mind. Never mind. I, I was talking about. Anyone. I was talking about. Well, yeah, because in, in the show, it's different too. Yeah, yeah, picks yeah. Up the bull's helmet in the show, and that never happens mm-hmm. in the book. I thought that was great, though. That was genius for him to wear the bull's helmet. And then Arya is so smart. Instead of making anyone point out that Gendry is still there, she's like, you want Gendry? Well, he's right there. I love that. That was fabulous. That was like, <laughs> yeah. You guys have to refresh my memory. Does that happen in the books? I can't. Does she point out? She doesn't point out a... No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because the only thing that I was thinking when I was watching that is the whole reason why they were slaying black-haired boys in the last episode was because that's the telltale sign that you could be a Baratheon. So it wouldn't make sense. But then again, Arya's just a little girl, so she's just trying to help, and she probably wouldn't make the connection. Like Another difference, too, is that the soldier used needle to kill Mm -hmm. the knight, and in the book it was just a random spear, and I wonder if in the... I wonder if in the show they're going to have that mess with Arya about her beloved needle. I mean, maybe not. Something fabulous did happen in this scene was that uh, Arya gave the axe to the three men that were in yes. that case. Yes, yes. Great for you bringing that up. No, yeah. and so and so that's gonna ho- hopefully lead somewhere really. Yeah, I'm sure. Exciting. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it was just a different way of doing. It. Like in the books, it was that whole fire scene where she saved mm-hmm. them from the fire. So we still see her at least opening that door where she yeah. does help mm-hmm. them and do something for them. I do love that lingering shot of Jacquin where he's like looking after all mysteriously. Yeah. I just love Jacquin. I didn't picture like, him to be so Ooh, handsome. He's gorgeous. <laughs> what? He is like, could be the sexiest you character this year. You probably should have freed him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really? Let him go. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how I read him as the handsome. <laughs> so something we there. didn't talk about was Yorin's conversation with yes. Arya and it's how she's asking him, you know, you've seen so much. How do you actually sleep at night? And so he goes through this story about how he watched his brother be killed and he can't really remember his brother anymore, but he remembers the guy who killed him, William. And in the end, you know, he drove him crazy and he would just, when he finally came to town, when this guy finally came to town, he knew the face and put an axe to his head. And I kind of feel like that's some foreshadowing for Arya to kind of take with her. And you know what, though? You, he actually never tells that, her that yeah. in the book, though. That's, that's something that was also different was in the book, he's actually much kinder to Arya in this, in the show, than he is in the book. In the yeah. book, he's very hard with her. He's not unkind, but he's very hard with her. And they do have a, a moment, like a night moment like that, but we don't get any of that backstory. Right. So that was something different as yeah, well. Yeah, no, it's one of the, again, one of the... To bring it back, one of the few honest conversations that that happens. <laughs> in you this know, when episode. you said that at the beginning, when we were first recording, this mm-hmm. is the exact conversation I was thinking of. Is like mm-hmm. that was what I would think it was the one honest conversation. Yeah. And we see uh, Arya's vengeance is like something that is so powerful to her, mm-hmm. and she's just this like strong little girl and feels like she needs to avenge her family's death. She's so angry. So we see um, Yorin sort of sort of setting that up for us, which is really exciting. Yes. So I love that that's like her motivation, and we're kind of gonna yeah see that. But as you as he says, getting your revenge doesn't always pay off. Yeah, so well because he's been stuck at the wall. I'm I'm really curious as to what Heron Hall is going to look like next episode. Yeah, that'll be yeah. fun. Right? Um, that's true. Ooh. Very exciting to Maybe see that. Maybe we can like go find some like sneak yeah. previews. <laughs> okay, guys. But next week Heron Hall. But we're going to be taking a commercial mm-hmm. break, and when we come back, we've got a special report for you. So oh. stay tuned.
Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series. With over sixty different aftershows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid coworkers who I hate and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Special edition. Oh, there you go. Is this the wow. this is the rock version? Yeah, that's awesome. I like this. Ronnie Jr. pulling it out of the booth. Yes, I love it. Fulfilling your role in there. Well, this is yeah. what you asked for, right? The, yeah, uh, pull the awesome. camera on yourself. This is why he is the king of the booth. <laughs> I am king well, of the booth. King, king of the booth. King of the booth. King of the booth. King of the booth. If you guys got to dress up last week, I just wanted to join you. That's all. Oh, it's gonna be happening, Ronnie. Again. I I am okay. proclaiming you king of the booth. King of the booth. King of the booth. Oh, and we should mention we're switching to the 9 o'clock slot next week. 9 o'clock week. slot next week. 9 o'clock, that's West or um, West Coast time. Yeah. Pacific so time. 6 o'clock. I can't do math. West, so that'd be 11 <laughs> o'clock East Coast, 10 o'clock Central, 9 oh, o'clock okay. West Coast. I don't Thank know. I, I apologize. I made a fuss about it, and now I'm embarrassed. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. We were. This has been a debate, uh, an ongoing debate throughout the week because we had to change. We were initially at seven o'clock West Coast time. We're at six o'clock this week, and we're like, "What? What is going on? We like seven o'clock, so now we're at." And or, here's, sorry, here's we're the at, best bet. Just we're at eight, seven. Now we're at nine. Just follow us on at AfterBuzz TV, and you will always find out where these Game of Thrones peoples are gonna be. Simple, That's right? right? I, mm-hmm. I think also it's simple. Let's do news in a second. What do you guys think? Yeah, let's, sounds good. Let's do it. No, special report. Special report, but you get that too. Special report. So I listened to a lot of conversations with George R.R. Martin, and he's so fascinating. Um, The fans asked him, did he set out trying to break the cliches, good guys always win and heroes never die? And he said, you know, he didn't set out to do that, and you can't always write what's going to make the reader happy. You kind of have to go against that. And uh, killing off characters makes you emotionally involved, and he wants to make the reader afraid to turn the page. Yeah, I love that. And mm-hmm. that's something for me that I like so much about the show and the books is that you don't know who's going to die. And a lot of ones you can just kind of predict, like, well, the main character's not going to die. But season one and book one, they set it off with a bang of, Ned Stark died, so what now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't trust anything. He says killing the characters is like smothering one of your children, and it's difficult, and he mourns all the characters that he kills, but he tries to distance himself and pretend like it's the other characters actually doing the killing, not him. Does he do it with a <laughs> pillow like Daenerys? <laughs> I'm just asking. Mercy uh, killing? Yeah. I, I wonder what his like his nightmares in his sleep is like. <laughs> You're sleeping next to him. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. They probably come <laughs> back to haunt him, I'm sure. It's Cersei's fault. To George R. R. Martin's house. So Peter he, Dinklage says he dreams in in Game of Thrones. Really? I, I, I can't that would imagine. be amazing. I, be, I absolutely believe that. One hundred percent. Game of Thrones. When you're that invested in something, oh yeah, yeah. and you're living like on those sets. If it's we if we had a drinking game, it would be how many times j- the name George R. Martin comes up because with that we would all be buzzed right now. And if we had a drinking <laughs> game for the show, it'd be how many times do you see boobies? Okay. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like it's. <laughs> It's funny because there's three women here and, and we're like, ha. Ah. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, no, you know what I'm saying? I'm we're saying like, that. I as, don't know if we want to drink to that. No, I'm saying that not as like you drink. It's like a thing like because it Joe, shows up so much in the show. I'm, I'm defending myself. I, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. I do I'm like flustered. the amount of. I, I'm standing up for small boobs though because I have small boobs. I like that we get to see small boobs. You know? I I'm standing up for the men in this Game of Thrones podcast. Okay, okay back to my special report. I'm not quite done. Um, Sorry, Chris. <laughs> George R.R. R. Martin. I'm sure.
sure he loves boobs too, but this oh, yeah. is about the fans and his relationship with them. Um, he says he it's hard for him to actually read fan emails and really hear fans because they put ideas in his head about where they want the show to go. And people are like, does that influence you and your writing? Because you know he's not done. He's got what two more books. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't want people's theories. He doesn't want to be like, oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. And then he also doesn't want people to actually guess what he's thinking is going to happen. Like, he, he must, doesn't want he, that he to He probably can't it. leave his house because if I bumped into him on the street, I'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> Cersei, what are we going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So as he's writing, he ends up cutting a lot of material from his books and people are like, are you ever going to release that? And he says probably not because he find, if it's a great line that he loves, he'll find a place for it in another book. Okay. So oh, maybe when nice. it's all over, they also asked about a prelude. Maybe after it's all over, and oh, he says he never throws anything out of question, but it's not anything he's thinking right now. Like the Hobbit of Game of Thrones. Well, basically. the Hobbit came out. I think it was written first, actually. No, yeah, but I mean, like it's mm-hmm. as far as like a pre-story yeah. type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And one more thing to bring up. He said that no is the sexiest word in Hollywood because the more you say no, the more they want you. And the people who proposed making a feature film about they wanted it to be about Jon Snow or they wanted it to be about Daenerys. Or they were just going to make, like, the beginning of the first book and then hope that it turned into, like, a trilogy and more movies. And he just kept saying no, so he finally got HBO. And uh, he that, wins. That, that is inspirational. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's more important what you say no to than what so you say kids, yes to. Just, <laughs> so kids, just say no. Just say no, and just everything's going to no. happen. <laughs> no, I will not be the lead of your future film. No. <laughs> no. Oh, and I just want to throw out there a thank you to our fans for YouTube, PD Pablo 89, Aussie Jed 1, Day of Anarchy, Catlin 098, Pink Bambi on iTunes, Spencer Striker, Hulk 5138, and Al Craig, and Game of Schaefer. Thank you guys yes. for your comments. Thank you guys. Yay. You inspire me. I don't know about you guys, but you inspire me. So do we want to do some predictions real quick? Real, real quick, no. Dave, do you want to take a quick look at the SNL yeah, skit? I got a little bit of that for you. Technology! <laughs> and now, an HBO first Who is the host of this? Because I only saw Game the Sophia Thrones. Vergara one last. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Groban. Is yeah, okay. an epic story. Yes, I love Taron Killen. You never know who to root for. The characters are all so complex. <laughs> the success of the show is linked to its two creative consultants, author George R. R. Martin. I'm on set to ensure that the show honors the spirit of my books. <laughs> oh, and Adam Friedberg, a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of boobs in the show. He's <laughs> a genius. He can take one look at a scene and know exactly what's missing. <laughs> this one scene where a dude was talking to himself and I was like why don't we add two naked ladies just going to town on each other let's just say the scene started working <laughs> is a, a visionary no 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 I can't see any butts in this he knows that even when I didn't write sex into a scene I was definitely thinking about it Adam's so involved with the show I've even seen him take his work home with him <laughs> oh my I've never seen anyone so driven. He spends all his time on set. <laughs> and cut. Bathroom break. Bathroom break. <laughs> so oh, for those of you great. who were that's just listening, genius. Andy Sambury is a 13-year-old boy who is just drawing pictures of boobs and saying this is what's missing from the scene. For the listeners out there who may not have caught that. You've got to catch that clip, though, if you're a fan it's of the show. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to watch But it I mean, this show so just funny. being so big to be on SNL like that, like that mm-hmm. skit, it's just, I thought it was funny, so I wanted to kind of tell you guys about well, this. Thank you so it. much. Thank King you. Well Thank you. Prediction time. Prediction. Okay. Let's get yes. some prediction music. And now, you're after Buzz TV. So we see Joffrey making Sansa pay for her brother's treason. And a crossbow in her face. Yeah. What's going to happen there? Crossbows all over the place. We're also going to see some more Melisandre and Davos next week. So, if what do you think the TV show is going to do with it? I know we all kind of have a sort of. I think he just got confused because he was trying to hunt bunnies in the show, and he was like, "You just look like a rabbit to me." I don't know. I'm confused. (laughs) That makes me feel like that was a terrible joke when you do that. Just so you know, was terrible. 
Oh. <laughs> you know, for me, the less, the less Joffrey I can see, the happier I, <laughs> I yeah. am. It's I don't just... know. I like Joffrey getting smacked in the face by anybody. Yeah, so sure. anyone I like that yeah. part of it. It's Good just... little Joffrey slap. Uh, we get to see Daenerys looks like she'll be coming looks again like in this episode. she's trying to make friends. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to see people coming, maybe looking for the dragons, mayhaps. I have to say, I got really, at, at this point in the book with Daenerys, I got very lost at, oh, at yeah. times. I got like I'm, I got very confused as to what was happening, so I'm I'm really curious as to um, I want to see if we're going to see the castle right now. I want to see if we're going to see the banded haunted castle that they talk about in the books. And the that's house not, of... Hopefully that's not ruining too much that there's going to be a castle. There's going to be a castle. It is they just, just you know there's going to be a castle, and Stop. I want to see what it looks like if it's there. Shut okay. Up. Oh, and I think once people see her dragons, they will follow her. <laughs> right? That's that's like that's a good back and the red comet. So you guys can follow me. I am Dave Klein once again. Follow me at the Dave Klein on Twitter, or you can go to my website www.djk-online.com. Oh my goodness! You can follow me at, at Bethany with an I E on Twitter. You can go to bethanyjaber.com, or you can check out my podcast at Literary Girls Gone Wild on iTunes. Nice. We review books. I'm Simone <laughs> Boyce, and uh, you can fo- uh, that that okay. I'm no 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 problem. I'm Simone Boyce, and you can follow me on Twitter at Simone Boyce, and also on YouTube.com/slash Simone D Boyce for more Game of Thronesness. I'm Kristen Snyder, and you can just go to Twitter, and you can follow me at Cinematic Escape, or you can go to Bing or Google and type in Cinematic Escape, and it'll come up first. Whoa! And Ronnie Jr.? Uh, follow me at Ronnie Jr. Media, and I enjoyed uh, dressing up and wearing the hat with you guys. That was fun. The crown. I, I can't wait to it see. The crown. crown. Excuse me. I can't wait to see what uh. your next choice of clothing will be for next week. The, the next ad. Uh, I'm wearing a cape and nothing else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, oh, I like it. Tune in. Very Game of Thrones of you. Yes. HBO style. Very. It's really funny because from this point of view, all we see is the top of the crown. Yes. If you could see. We have a yes. window. In the <laughs> Love it. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.